Good day, my name is Sky, and I appreciate you spending some study time with me. I'm here to help you make money in online poker by teaching you key strategies and getting you to take action. So today I'm going to show you how to visualize ranges using preflop statistics from your opponent's HUD. Now, this is a key aspect to hand reading, and even at the micro stakes, hand reading is a very important strategy. But today we're focused on just thinking about and visualizing our opponent's ranges based on their stats. Now, this it, it kind of requires a lot of different screenshots. I just built the show notes page for today, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod451, and there are tons of different range and HUD uh, screenshots for you to look at. Now, in the podcast, I'm going to do my best to verbally impart what I'm looking at to all of you, but to really get the most out of the episode, go to that show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod451, so you can listen and follow along with the text, and you could see uh, all the screenshots that I'm talking about, really help you understand what's going on. And a great thing about the um, show notes as well is that you can copy and paste everything. It's basically a transcript of the episode. Stick it into your poker journal, edit it down so you got the most important things, and boom, your notes are taken for you right there. And don't forget on the show notes page, on the sidebar at the top, click on the How to Win Online Poker Workshop sign up. You're going to learn the three secrets to become a standout winner in the micro stakes, just go to the show notes page for all that smartpokerstudy.com slash pod four five one. Let's roll. Gambate. Everybody just stay calm. I can handle this. No problem. I know how to deal. License and registration, please. What seems to be the officer problem? One of the benefits of playing online poker is that many sites allow you to use a heads-up display, or a HUD, as it's commonly referred to, and the HUD has statistics that tell you a player's tendencies. So you can kind of think of a HUD. For all of you players who really play a ton of live games, maybe not too much online, maybe you're not comfortable with the HUD, the HUD is kind of like your friend Sam at the live game, right? He comes up to you between hands, you stepped away from the table, and um, you know, you're watching the game, and he says, hey... That player, Bob over there in seat five, he plays every single hand pre-flop. Well, this is the same thing as your HUD showing a 100% VPIP or voluntarily putting money in the pot for Bob, right? Those HUD stats, they simply tell you the tendencies that your opponents have. And once you wrap your mind around the idea that that's all a HUD does, it's a, it, makes it, it makes the percentages that you see very easy to understand. Here's another example. Sam comes up to you and he says, Bob, he also only ever three bets with pocket aces and pocket kings. Now, that is the same thing as your HUD telling you uh, Bob's three bet percentage is 1%. So first off, to understand what a statistic is telling you, you have to learn the statistical details. And for us Poker Tracker 4 users, it's the perfect way to learn the definitions and the formulas for all the stats. So if you're taking a look at your Poker Tracker 4 window right now, or you can visualize it, there's a tab at the top called Configure. Click on that and then go to Statistics. Now, in the search bar, you could type any word or part of any statistic. Let's imagine we want to learn more about the raise first in, or RFI stat, in the search bar. Type in raise. And if you're at home on your Poker Tracker 4 computer, do this right now just so you can get a feel for it, right? Because action is the greatest teacher. So type in raise, scroll through the list, and find raise first in. And then, of course, you're going to click on it. When you click on it, you're going to see the definition. The definition in Poker Tracker 4 
is the percentage of the time that a player opened the pot by raising, given that he had a chance to do so. So that definition right there starts to give you an an overall understanding of what that statistic can tell you. The formula for RFI is the number of times a player raised first in divided by the number of times the player could raise first in. So very simple. If someone has a 10% raise first in, potentially they have raised first in 10 times, but they've had the opportunity to do it 100 times. 10 divided by 100, boom, 10%. Now it's critical that you take the time to learn the definition and the formula for every single pre-flop statistic in your HUD. Post-flop as well, but today we're talking pre-flop because we want to think about our opponent's ranges. Knowing these items, the definition and the formula, it's going to help you, like I said, wrap your mind around what the statistic tells you and how you can use it to visualize their pre-flop range of hands, which helps you exploit these players as well. So in the show notes for today, you're going to see a screenshot of Villain 33's HUD. This is the Smart HUD for Poker Tracker 4, and the Smart HUD contains nine preflop stats and six postflop stats. And the reason, of course, that it contains so many preflop stats is because every hand of poker sees the preflop stage, so those stats accumulate very quickly. So if you look at the screenshot on the show notes page, you're going to see this player, Villain33, his VPIP is 25%, PFR 19%, Fold to Steal 71%, Big blind fold versus small blind steal at 70%. Raise first in is 27%, and that's actually calculated as 132 times he raised first in out of 484 opportunities to raise first in. So it's a pretty good sample. We actually have 960 hands on this villain right here. His other preflop stats, his raise and then fold to 3-bet is 80%, or 12 out of 15 opportunities. His 4-bet is 8%. Now, that might sound like a really high percentage, 8% for betting, holy cow, but it's only one out of 13 times. So take that with a grain of salt. This might be a player who only four bets aces, kings, and queens. Um, his call, preflop two bet, is 13%, and three bet is at 6% of the time. All of those stats that I just said, they can all equate to a range of hands. And the easiest way to build a range of hands by using a statistic is to whip out Flopzilla Pro. So if you're on uh, your computer at home, open up Flopzilla Pro and follow along. Also go to the show notes page so you can see the screenshots, right? You want to you wanna follow along with Flopzilla Pro, just like I told you earlier in Poker Tracker 4. Do the work for yourself. Find the definition of formula on the statistics. And it's because action is the greatest teacher. The more practice you get using Flopzilla Pro to build ranges, the easier you can use this information and you'll develop a range understanding as you're playing against your opponent so you can exploit them a little bit better. So follow along in Flopzilla Pro with this raise first in RFI statistic example. Now, Villain 33's HUD stat for RFI was 27%. This is a total percentage. So this 27% means on average across all the positions when it's folded to him, he open raises or raises first in 27% of the time. We can use that percentage to build a range that makes sense to us in Flopzilla Pro. And I built the range, you can see a screenshot in the show notes, all the pocket pairs 
all of the Broadway hands and every single ace as well, offsuit and suited, along with 9-8 suited and better. Now, here's an interesting thing about ranges. We cannot know that this is his exact range. We simply built the range based on a percentage. Because when you build ranges, you're forced to make presumptions about what you believe your opponent would play based on your experiences, based on maybe being a similar style of player, or maybe seeing all these other players with similar percentages play their hands, right? But let's think about this, right? We built it to 27%, 362 combos. Now, it's very possible he would not open raise with those weakest offsuit aces. Maybe he wouldn't open raise with ace-deuce up through ace-7. Uh, maybe not even queen-10 offsuit. But instead, maybe he open raises with more suited connectors and gappers, like 6-5 suited and better, 7-5 suited and better, king-7, queen-8 suited and better, right? We just don't know exactly what this player opens. But like I said, we use our experience. We try to jump into our opponent's shoes, figure out what we believe he would be open raising to build it to this 27%. If you take the time right now in Flopzilla Pro and build your own raising first in range at 27%, it could be different than mine. But here's an interesting thing. Let me throw a curveball at you. This 27% range, it's not the full story on villains raise first in range. Because, like I said before, the total percentage across all the positions is 27%. Now, there's a screenshot on the show notes page. It breaks down his race first in by position. So, remember, average was 27%. In the EP, he raises first in 15%. 21% in the MP. 29% in the cutoff. 38% on the button. So, his race for sin gradually grows, or his range, I should say, expands as position gets later, as most of us uh, play our hands, right? We play more hands in position. His race for sin in the small blind, 34% for that total of 27% right there. He's tightest in the EP, raising first in 15%, and he's loosest on the button at 38%. Now, if we compare these two ranges side by side, like I said, screenshot in the show notes page, that 15% range, all the pocket pairs, all the suited aces, ace 10 off and better, king queen off suit, and then the strongest suited broadways, jack 10 suited and better, and king jack suited. So a very small 202 combos in that 15% raise first in range. That's on the, in the EP, right? On the button, 38%. All the pocket pairs, every single broadway, every single ace, 8-7 offsuit and better. King-9, Queen-9, Jack-9 offsuit and better as well. Plenty of offsuit hands in this range. Now, King-7 suited or better, Queen-8 suited or better, and 5-4 and 6-4 suited or better for 506 total combos. Now, obviously, as players play more hands, the ranges get wider and weaker right here. That 38% range, much wider and Includes a ton of weak hands like 6-4 suited and 7-6 and king-7 suited. Whereas that 15% range, much tighter but a stronger range. Which is pretty important, especially in the micro stakes. The earlier your position, the more players are left to act. You want to keep those raising first in ranges smaller than in the cutoff in the button as well. 
And now that we have these ranges built, we can visualize when we're playing against this player, Villain33, when he raises first in out of the EP, we, we look at his range, we can see it right there. We have a better idea of how we can exploit him pre-flop or potentially post-flop. Same thing with that 38%, that larger range. We see how wide it is, how much weak stuff is in his range. We can exploit this player post-flop as well, knowing this range. And we can exploit him pre-flop with three bet bluffs, and we'll get to that right now. Now another, one of my favorite preflop stats to use is a player's raise and then fold to three bet percentage. And we can use this to build the range of the hands that they continue versus a three bet. So villain 33, he raises and then folds 80% of the time. Now that was 12 out of 15, uh, which is a great percentage. This is the kind of player that you definitely want to target with your three bet bluffs. If we take a look at his specifically on the button, raising and then folding to the three bet, he has folded six times. He's had the opportunity to fold eight times. So he folded six out of eight or 75% right there. There's only two times that he continued versus the three bet. Now, his raise first in range, as I said before, 38%, 506 combos on the button. He's folding 75% of the time. So this means that he's folding 506 combos times 75% or 380 combos. He's folding that many. If he folds 380, that means he continues with 126 combos. So now that we know how many combos that he continues with, we can simply build a range containing the strongest hands and build it up to 126 combos. You can see a screenshot of that on the show notes page. It's actually 9.5%. 126 combos are made up of a pocket sixes or better, 9-8 suited or better, ace-10 suited and better, and ace-jack offsuit and better. That's it. A pretty darn tight range, but this is what he continues with versus a 3-bet, which means he folds all that other stuff. The king-7 suited, the 5-4 suited, the 7-5 suited, the 10-9 offsuit. All of that is going away. That's why it makes it so uh, profitable to 3-bet bluff a player like this who folds a ton after he open raises a ton as well. Now, let me help you build a calling range because, as we know, our opponents do a lot of calling preflop, especially in the micro stakes. Um, the key to building a calling range is to exclude the strongest hands that you believe he would re-raise and also exclude the weakest hands he would fold. Let's think about Villain33. His total call preflop 2-bet was 13%. But let's imagine that's actually what he calls in the cutoff. Let's say you open raised in the EP. It folds, uh, the MP folds. He's in the cutoff. He decides to call. Everyone else folds. What is his range? So he calls with that 13% range. First off, we can also look at this player's 3-bet percentage at 6%. So He's capable of 3-betting, bluffing for sure, but also probably a decently wide value 3-betting range. I think this player could value 3-bet with pocket jacks and better and ace-king. So we want to remove those from his range or keep them out of the range. Now start building up the rest of the range around it. Include all the strongest hands that you think he would call out of the cutoff and build it up to 13%. And you can see what that looks like in the show notes page, 
Ace-10 offsuit, Ace-Jack offsuit, and Ace-Queen offsuit, along with King-Queen offsuit. So only four offsuit hands. Pocket pairs tens all the way through deuces, because obviously players like to call with every pocket pair to set mine, besides the strongest ones that they would three-bet. 9-8 suited, up through King-Queen suited, King-Jack suited, King-10 suited, and Ace-Queen suited all the way down through Ace-Deuce suited. Of course, you've heard me in this podcast and elsewhere before, right? I tell you that good 3-bet bluffing hands, and just 3-betting hands in general, are suited aces. Ace-5, Ace-4, Ace-3, Ace-Deuce suited, Ace-Queen, Ace-Jack, Ace-10 suited are great 3-bet bluffing hands as well. But a lot of players, while they might 3-bet those occasionally, they don't 3-bet them all the time. But a lot of players do 3-bet every single time Jacks are better and Ace-King. That's why I took those out. If you're ever not sure about a hand, if you think, oh, He can call with ace-queen suited. He could also three-bet. Go ahead and include those hands in a calling range as well. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. I want you to use Flopzilla Pro to create eight ranges for visualization as you play. That's why you listen to this podcast. You want to know how you can use player statistics to actually build a range and visualize it as you play. The easiest way to do this is to create a cheat sheet with various ranges on it. So the eight ranges I want you to create is a 5%, 10%, 15%, 20%, 25%, 30%, and then let's jump to 40 and then 50% ranges. Eight different ranges right there. Take screenshots using your Windows snipping tool or whatever method you do for screenshots on your computer and put them together. The way I did my cheat sheets, I just put them in a Word document. Print that up right there. Print it up, laminate it if you want. Now you have a cheat sheet with eight different ranges. When you get involved uh, in a hand with a player, let's take, for example, calling two bets. The situation, you opened on the button. Your opponent calls two bets in the big blind 15% of the time. He ended up calling. 15% range. Take a look at your sheet. Ah, there's the 15% range. But because he calls it 15%, let's put him on the 20%. But let's realize he probably doesn't have aces, kings, queens, maybe not ace, king in his range either for calling in the big blind. Boom! You've got that range printed up right in front of you. um, uh, And you can look at it when the board hits. You can compare his range to the board, figure out how well it interacts, and then make your plays afterwards, uh, you know, after that flop hits, after he checks to you in the big blind. Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Go write a book. All righty. Thank you so much for listening today. Please go to the show notes page for all the screenshots and links to everything discussed at smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 451. And of course, on the sidebar right at the top, click on that How to Win Online Poker Workshop. You're going to learn the three secrets to making money in the microstakes. This is the training that you need if you're close to a break-even player. Some months you're profitable, some months not. This will make you a profitable player. If you're a losing player, hey, let's get you working right now with purpose. The three secrets are going to have you improving your game from minute one. So get in on this. Go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 451 to sign up. Until next time, take action both on and off the felt. 
to become the player that you want to be.